All right, I don't know what just happened there, but are we all on the same page here? Everybody good? Look, sometimes media stuff doesn't go perfectly. It's okay, we can all get past it, right? We're all in this together this morning. We can get past it, okay. We wanna welcome you to Elevate this morning. This is a beautiful day. Everybody looks so amazing this morning. People around you and tell them, my God, you look beautiful today. Man or woman, it doesn't matter. Let them know, you look good. You are looking really, really, really good. We can break this tension of wondering what just happened with that movie. That's okay, we wanna welcome you today. And everyone that's here, and this is your first time at Elevate, is there any new people, it's your first time ever at Elevate, check it out. People all over the place, amazing, amazing. Amazing. If you're new here, we want to welcome you to Elevate. You're probably wondering what the heck is going on, all this movie stuff and like all kinds of weird stuff going on. Well, we are entering into a really fun and uh, kind of a, a, a family favorite kind of a, a theme that we do every year here at Elevate. Last year was our first one, and we're doing it again this year just because it went so well, and that is Elevate at the Movies. Who was here last year for Elevate at the Movies? We had, man, wasn't that a great time? Oh, it was so much fun. We did Star Wars, and we did The Warriors, and The Goonies, and the movie Signs. I mean, we just had a blast. Well, this time, we're doing five movies, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm really excited to be able to kick it off. A big thank you to Pastor Adam and Pastor Carl for allowing me to be a part of what's happening up here today. And so we're glad that you're joining in with us. And if you're watching in the future on the live stream, or it's not live if you're watching in the future, but if you're watching, we're glad that you're joining in with us today. We believe that God's got something for you as well, just like for those of us that are right here in the building. You are in the right place today. I hope you know that. That Thing You Do, this is one of my favorite movies. This is such a fun film. I love this film. This movie was made and released in 1996. And for some of you, you're like, why would I watch a movie that was released in 1996? Let me tell you something. This movie is worth your time. This is a fun movie. It's a lot of fun. I love this film. It was written and directed by Tom Hanks. It's interesting, he wrote this film while he was filming Forrest Gump. And this is his debut film as a writer and director. So it's really kind of interesting and there's a lot of first time kind of debut roles. Liv Tyler, this is her first movie. Uh, Charlize Theron, this is her first movie. There's just a uh, Steve Zahn, if you know who that is, he plays one of the guys in the band. He's one of my favorites, he's super funny. This is his first film. So it's just a really, it's a really cool movie. It's got lots of cool stuff. And as, as Pastor Adam said, this movie was filmed right here in the Orange Circle. Who's familiar with the Orange Circle? So if, you, if you're in this area and you live in this area or if you've spent any time in the Orange Circle, you'll watch this film and you'll be like, oh my God, that's Glacelle. That's Glacelle, that's Glacelle Street. And, that, and there's, there's the Army-Navy store and there's Watson's and there's this place and that place. So it's kind of fun in that way. The whole beginning of the movie was filmed in the Orange Circle, which is pretty, pretty cool. But this is one of my favorite films. And I love this film because it's about a young band Surprise. It's about a young band that writes a song called That Thing You Do, and it becomes a massive hit. Massive hit. It just becomes huge. And having been in bands since I was 12, 
I relate to this film, not because I've ever written a hit, I haven't, so, but having been in band since I was 12, I can relate to this film because that feeling of, you know, you and a bunch of guys, and it's like you against the world, and you're gonna go out there and take on the music industry, and you know, you got a song that you want everyone to hear, it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting feeling, so I can, I can kind of relate to this film, it's, a, it's fun for me in that way. But this is a really, really fun movie. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, go home today and watch it immediately. It's worth your time. Now, just like any good movie, and this is a good movie, just like any good movie, this film holds some timeless principles and values that you and I can recognize. And the reason that we can recognize those principles and values is because you can also find those values in the Word of God. You can find those values in the Word of God. That's the whole point of this theme. We're not just preaching from movies. You know, we're not just doing that because we're taking movies that have a similar message in a lot of ways that mingle well with the Word of God because what we preach on here at Elevate is from the Word of God. We preach from the Word of God. But I want to point out those things with you this morning from this movie, and I believe that the parallels that we find together in this will help you and I to understand the importance of what God has given to us. But before we do that, let's just pray together. Let's all bow our heads. God, we love you in this place. We just love coming together. God, we love Sunday mornings. We love church. Yeah, we love it because of what it is. We love it that, that we get to get together. Lord, and we get to worship you. We get to hear from your word. Lord, we get to, to fellowship with each other. Lord, you've just made such an amazing thing, Lord, when you started the church, and we thank you for it this morning. God, we ask, Lord, that, uh, that this message would speak to someone's heart and to someone's life. And Lord, we ask, God, that you would uh, do something within each and every one of us through this today. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, as we kind of saw in this first clip, uh, I'm gonna explain it a little bit. This band is practicing in their garage. This is a young band. It's a young band from Erie, PA, you find out. These guys are from Erie, Pennsylvania. They're practicing in this, in this garage because they have their first ever gig in the coming weekend, their first ever show, ever. They've never played in public before, but they've been, they've been playing in their garage, they've been writing songs, and they write this song called That Thing You Do. Now, even though it's a little jumbled, they write this song, and it's like kind of a ballad, it's kind of slow, it just, it, it's kind of a love song, you know, it's supposed to pull at the heartstrings, right? It's this nice ballad that, that they have, and the band consists of four guys. The first guy is the drummer. His name is Guy Patterson. He's the drummer. And then you got Lenny, who's the lead guitar player. And then the bass player, which weirdly doesn't have a name in the film. They only ever refer to him as the bass player. And then you have Jimmy, who is the lead singer. And they don't have a band name yet. So through the whole beginning of the film, they're trying to figure out what's our band name gonna be. We should be called, we should be called Jimmy and the Herdsman, or we should be called this, or whatever. They're throwing out names or whatever. And all of a sudden, at this band practice, the girlfriend from the lead singer is like, you guys should call yourselves the Wonders. And it just clicks, and they're all... They all kind of take on this name, The Wonders. And in the next clip that we're about to see, we see them at their first ever gig as The Wonders, first time playing in public. Let's roll that clip. Okay, how, who listens to old, like, 60s music? Is there anybody here who just loves the oldies? I love, I love listening to, like, old 60s music. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And what you'll find very quickly in this, in this, in this movie is that all the songs that they wrote for this movie are all awesome songs. 
songs. I will literally go and listen to the listen to the soundtrack for this movie because it's just so awesome. And uh, and another interesting fact is that the drummer he learned to play drums for this movie. Isn't that interesting? Because he's actually pretty good. But he learned to play drums for this movie. Now as we as we see in this clip, this they've got this song called "That Thing You Do," right? And they 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 know that this song is good. Okay, when they're practicing this song in the garage, they know it's good. They want to use this song for this battle of the bands. They know that it's good. But something begins to happen when they play this song in public for the first time. Something starts to happen. And because Guy, the drummer, he starts to kind of feel this atmosphere shift. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to go along with it. So he just starts playing totally different from the way that they practiced the song. Something new starts to take place and he starts to just kind of let the song lead him and, and, and he just kind of goes for it. What happens is that the song goes from being this kind of slow ballad love song and it turns into this very upbeat and very exciting 60s rock song and it just totally changes. So here the boys are, they're playing their first ever show and although it's a little bit kind of awkward and unpolished at first, they come to the realization that they have something very special on their hands. They have something very, very special on their hands. This is a very important clip in the movie. And they have something really special. That thing that you do, that thing you do is an instant hit to everyone that hears it. Everyone that hears this song just loves it. Everyone jumps on board like this is a great song. People are dancing, people are enjoying it. They love this song. It's almost like, it's almost like this song is like a gift that was given to these guys. It's like a gift that was just placed in their lap. It was a gift and not just that. It's as though this gift was given to them and then perfected through them. It was given to them and then it was perfected through them. And here's the thing about an amazing gift like this. It's pointless to keep it to yourself, right? You have a gift like that. You got you to gotta get it out there. You can't just keep it to yourself. It's so special that it has to be shared with the world. Are you with me? It has to be shared with the world. And this leads these guys to a multitude of new opportunities. It gives them all these new opportunities. They start playing shows at local places. They start playing at this little restaurant and, and every night they're playing there. The crowd is growing. Every night it's getting bigger than it was before. They find a, a local church that has a little bit of recording equipment and they decide, let's cut a record. And so they, they record the song, that thing you do, and they make a record and they're all excited about it. And they start trying to promote this song in everything that they do. And why? Why do these guys do all of this? Why do they go to all of these lengths? Let me tell you, it's because these guys have gone from being just some guys jamming in a garage to being men who are on a mission. They're no longer just guys in a garage, they're now men who are on a mission. And when you have something so amazing, when you have something that's so good and so wonderful, it's such an amazing gift that you want the world to know about it. You want the world to know about it. You want them to experience the gift and then join the party right? You want them to experience the gift and join the party. And many of you, many of you can already see where I'm going with this because the same is true with you and I right here and right now. Because you and I have been given the greatest gift that has ever been given to anybody ever. 
And I'm talking about the free gift of our salvation. The salvation that God has given to us from the bondages of our sin and the death sentence that comes with it. You and I have been given an amazing gift. It's been given to us. And just like these guys, we might be a little bit unpolished. We might be a little bit, a little bit green, a little bit rough and ready at first. And sometimes mistakes get made. But in us, our faith in the gift is made perfect through Christ, who is our salvation. Are you with me? Come on, is anybody with me this morning? Our faith is made perfect through Christ, who is the gift. He is the gift. Hebrews 12, one through three says this. We know the scripture. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. But then it says this. It says, looking to Jesus, who is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. He's the perfecter of our faith. You see, what God did is this. He gave us the gift. He handed it to us free of charge. He gave us the gift. And then once we received it, we can't help but share that gift with the world. We can't help but get it out there. We just have to. It's too good of a gift to keep it to ourselves. We want to share it. And then when we put ourselves out there in doing so, he perfects that gift within us. So much so that what we end up with is something that's completely undeniable. It's a hit single. It's a hit single. Your faith in God, as God perfects that within you, it is a hit single. It's something that you cannot help but get out there to the world. Is there anybody here today? I'm not gonna lie to you, the first service is, is they were, they're creaming you guys right now. They were jumping and not really, but they were, they were yelling and shouting down the preacher. Are you with me today? Elevate. The first point that I wanna make today is this. When you receive it, share it. Somebody say, when you receive it, share it. Share it. Share it, promote it, display it, advertise it, evangelize it, endorse it, popularize it, and uphold it. It doesn't matter how you say it, what matters is that you do it. God says this in Exodus chapter nine, verses 16, verse 16. He says it through Moses. He says this. He says, but for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. And on Wednesday nights, Pastor Carl's been doing a teaching in the book of Galatians. And let me just say, if you don't come on Wednesday nights, you're missing out. You're missing out. How many people come on Wednesday nights? Come on, where's the Wednesday night crowd? The, the, the Wednesday nights have been amazing. They have been, you will come one way and you will leave another way. If you come and you get into the word and you listen to what's being said, God will do something within you. So shameless plug for Wednesday nights. But Pastor Carl's been doing this, this study in Galatians. And on the first night of that study, he talked about how it's not enough for, for us to just know what the word of God says but we need to have a revelation or an understanding of what the word of God means. It has to come alive in us. It has to come alive, we need that revelation. It's not enough for these guys in the movie, it's not enough for them to just know how the song goes. It's not enough for them to just know how it goes, but when it becomes alive to them, it takes on a whole new power and a whole new meaning. It, it takes on this whole new power and meaning. And God does this first in our hearts as believers 
when he gives us the gift, he does this first in our hearts, but he does not not he does it not only for us, but for the purpose of his gospel to be proclaimed to everyone who has not yet experienced that revelation. He does it for the world. He does it because he gives us the gift and then for us to share that gift with the world. Are you still with me today? It's, it's, that's, what, that's the whole reason for this. So the question that I wanna ask today is this. Why do we do all of this? I mean, look around. Why do we do all of this? Why do we, why do we have these services, an 8.30 service, a 10 o'clock service, a Wednesday night service, a Friday night service, Saturday morning prayer? Why do we get up here and we've got smoke and we got lights and we've got, and we've got loud music and we're shouting and we're screaming and we're dancing around and we're making noise and we're being passionate like Pastor Adam talked about last week? Why do we do all this? Why do we do it? Why do we hold these services? Why do we preach the gospel from the stage and put it on social media? Why do we print flyers and give them to people that we don't know? Why do we do that? Why do we do movie nights like the one that we're going to be doing tonight at 6 o'clock in the amphitheater that we are all going to participate in with and enjoy together? Why do we do that? Why do we reach out to our community? And why do we reach out, hold Bible studies at the Phoenix House and at Casa Teresa? And why do we take the time to love the hurting and the broken and the bound and the lost? Why do we do all this stuff? I'm going to tell you why we do it. Simple answer. It's because we have gone from being people who are just trying to get through life jamming in the garage to being people who are on a mission. We're no longer people that are just jamming together in the garage. We're not just kind of hanging out and having a good time. No, we are on mission together, together. We are on mission together. It's not enough to just receive the gift. Yes, it saves us, the gift of salvation, but it's not just enough to receive it. Because the gift was given for the purpose of being shared. It was given for the purpose of being shared with the world. Our value here at Elevate, one of our values is that we will stand out and we will speak up. Are you still with me today? Amen. Now, something really interesting that I find in this last clip, and I wanna kind of bring this up to you today. I find this really interesting. You recognize what you recognize is that when the song begins to take off, it kind of starts to take on this whole new feel. Could you kind of see that? You know, it, it started off, it's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And the song kind of takes on this whole new feel and starts to kind of go to a, this whole new direction. What you recognize is that when, that's, when that happens, the band begins to realize that something new is taking place and then every band member has a different reaction. Every band member has a different reaction. You've got Guy, the drummer, and he's the one that kind of, he kind of spearheads the facilitation of this. He's the one that, he's the one that kind of, he just feels the change in the atmosphere and he just starts going for it. He just launches into it. He doesn't ask for permission. He just goes for it. And he starts to just, just to kind of let it loose, let loose and go. And then you have Lenny, the lead guitar player. And Lenny, he has no clue what's going on. He's just like, he has no idea what's going on, but he loves it. He loves it. He's just like, whatever this is, I'm all about this. And he's, he gets really into it right from the get-go, and he's like, yeah, we're jamming. And he starts adding little things, and he adds a little guitar solo, and he adds some background vocals, and, and he kind of adds to what's going on. And then you have the bass player. And right from the start, the bass player just looks 
terrified. He looks mortified. He's, he looks nervous and unsure. He doesn't know what is going on. And he's just like, is this okay? I mean, we're doing this. This is, this is different. Something's different. I don't know what this is, but it's different. But he cautiously goes along with it. And as the song progresses, you just see him start getting kind of more and more into it. You know, and then at the end, you see him. He's the one holding up the trophy, and he's all excited. But then you have the lead singer, Jimmy. And Jimmy, Jimmy cannot get past the mindset of, that's not the way that we've always done it. Jimmy can't get past the mindset of, this was supposed to be a ballad. Come on, guy, this was, you're too fast. You're playing it way too fast. This is supposed to be a ballad. We don't do it like this. We do it like we used to do it. We don't do it like this. Jimmy cannot get past his own mindset, and he is stuck at what they used to do and isn't clinging to what is happening in the moment. Now, if you haven't figured it out yet, and I hope most of you have, if you've been coming to Elevate for any length of time, you know that we have something very special here. There's something special. How many love your church? I love my church. I love my church. There's something very special happening at Elevate, and this has been going on for the past like year or so. God is shifting some things, and God is turning and churning and mixing some things up and changing some things. We have been given a gift here at Elevate. God has given us a gift and there's an atmosphere shift that's taking place, and we are headed somewhere. God is taking us somewhere. And as this continues to unfold here at Elevate, you and I can react to that shift in one of these four ways. Every one of us, we will react in one of these four ways. You will either be the facilitator, the person that says, oh man, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling what God's doing. I'm in, let's go and just running with it. I'm not asking for permission. I'm just gonna do and see what God does with it. Or you're gonna be a contributor. You're gonna be the person that says, whoa, I don't know what this is, but I love it. Tell me what I can do. I'll do anything. Let me add my little thing of solo and let me add some background vocals and let me back you up and let me help you out. Let's, we'll do this together, together. And then you'll have the nervous participant. Some, of, some people will be the kind of the person that says, well, I don't know about this. I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a little, this is a little terrifying. I mean, haze, why do, we need, why do we need smoke on the stage? And why do we need all this weird stuff? It's kind of bizarre. We're, a church did, wasn't always like this, was it? Is this okay that we're doing this? Is, this? is this an okay thing? But as time goes, they'll kind of start to join in. And they'll start to recognize, oh, man, there is something taking place here. God is doing something here. And then some people will just be the cynic. They'll be the person that sits back and sits in their chair with their arms crossed and say, well, this isn't how we have always done it. You'll have the person that says, I don't think I'm okay with this. Church was always supposed to be a ballad. It's a love story. It's soft and somber. It's supposed to just gently tug at the heartstrings. It's not supposed to be this loud and obnoxious rock song. What's wrong with you people? Slow it down, weirdos. So you have the people that will be the cynic. But I want you to understand something, Elevate. Whichever of these you might be, Elevate is pushing forward into what God has for us. Elevate is moving forward. And let me tell you something. I'm very proud and, and honored to be able to be a part of our staff here. And I'll tell you, our pastors are unashamed of where we're headed. Unashamed of where we're headed. 
We're following God with everything that we have as a church. And I think that probably most everybody here is very excited about that fact. Amen. When you, sh when you receive it, share it. And the second point that I want to make today is this. When you fail, seek wisdom. Someone say, when you fail, seek wisdom. All right. So at this point in the film, the boys, the guys, the band, the wonders, they're crushing it. They're crushing it. Everything they do, just everything they touch turns to gold. They start playing shows at a local, at like a local uh, kind of restaurant. Every night they're playing a new show and the crowd is growing every night and it's getting bigger and bigger. And, and, and this guy hears them that wants to manage them and he comes up and says, hey, I want to get you guys on the radio and, and you know, hire me as your manager. So they hire this guy and he gets them onto local radio and, and the song just keeps getting more and more popular and they're just, they're crushing it. And, they get on this local radio, and this manager of theirs, he books them their biggest opportunity yet. Their biggest opportunity yet. And the clip that we're about to watch, they go to play their first major show in the big city of Pittsburgh. Roll that tape. So this is a really, really important clip. Okay, it's a super important clip. And I've had to kind of cut these clips and kind of tie them together to try to, to, try to show all this, because obviously we can't show the whole movie at our Sunday morning service. I wish we could. We could all watch it together and laugh and have a good time. But this is an important clip because it's a reminder. It's a reminder that the successes that you've had in the past do not guarantee that there won't be some tough times or even failures ahead. Are you listening today? It doesn't mean that there won't be some tough times or some failures as you move forward. So here in this part of the movie, we see Guy, and he's super discouraged, right? He's totally discouraged. They have this huge opportunity. They're super excited. They're gonna play their show, or they're gonna play their song in front of this massive crowd in the big city. This is a huge opportunity for them, and they bomb. They just eat it. Everything just goes wrong. It's terrible. And here he is. He's super discouraged. He's embarrassed by the failure that just took place at this opportunity. And even to the point that he's considering, well, maybe perhaps this, this whole band thing, maybe I, wasn't, maybe I wasn't really cut out for this. And he starts kind of saying these kinds of things. And, and as he's talking to his band manager, the manager is telling him, he's like, listen, guy, you can't let a little bit of failure, you can't let that come in the way of your dedication to the band. You can't let the gift go just because you made some failures and you made some mess ups. You can't give up on what you've been given. You gotta get back on your feet. You gotta get out there again. You, you've got another show tonight. You got another show tonight. You got another opportunity. It's a clean slate. But isn't this what happens with people? Isn't this what happens with, with a lot of us? It happens all the time. We forget the fact that we are, in, we are not, excuse me, invincible. We are not invincible. Is anybody here today? We are not invincible. We get so caught up in the successes. And by the way, these are the successes that come from striving to live your life by the word of God. When you do that, there are a lot of successes that come your way. Because when you live life the way God called you to live, God makes, makes you successful in the areas that you that you work on in that way. But even when that happens, we forget that, you know what, we are still human beings and we still make mess ups. That, am I the only one that messes up? We still have errors, we still, we still do things incorrectly, even though we're striving to live a godly life. And, and, and because of this, 
a lot of times when we make these mess ups, we're so tempted to think, well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this God thing isn't for me because I, I obviously, clearly, I can't do it properly. Or maybe this church thing just, maybe, look, I can't, I can't be what they're telling me to be apparently because I messed up. I, or this happened or things didn't go the way that, that I thought that they should have gone. And we start making these kinds of comments and we're, we're, we're kind of tempted to give up or throw in the towel. But listen, there is wisdom to be found if we open up our ears to what the manager is saying. We, there is wisdom to be found and discovered if we open our ears to what the manager is saying. And he's saying, did you fail? Yes. Yes, you did. Was it, was it bad? No. Yeah, it was pretty bad. You know, did, were there mistakes made? Did you mess it up? Yeah, you messed it up. I get that. You messed it up. Congratulations. You are imperfect. But here's the thing, and this is the thing that we have to recognize. You might be imperfect, I might be imperfect, but the gift isn't. The gift that's within you isn't imperfect. And if you quit now, then you miss the opportunity to get back out there again. Wake up, you've got another show tonight. Wake up, get on your feet. Okay, so something didn't go the way you thought it should. Get back on your feet. There's another show tonight. We've got work to do. The gift is still within us. Let's get it out to the world. Are you with me tonight or today? Now, I remember a story. This was probably about eight years ago now when this happened, but it was the first time that I ever spoke on this stage on a Sunday morning. And uh, Pastor Adam and, and Pastor Kerry, they, they were on vacation. And so they asked if I would speak. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'd love to do that. You know, I've done a little bit of speaking, and I, but I, I was fairly confident or whatever. And so I wrote this whole message, and I was really proud of that message, man. I was excited, excited about this message, man. I was pumped. And so I, I, I typed it up on notes on, uh, on, this, on, on my iPad, and then I copy-pasted it into another program, and Sunday morning comes along, and I'm all excited. I'm, I'm gonna bring the word today, man. I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna spit some fire. People are gonna, you know, people are gonna lose their minds. It's gonna be amazing. And I was excited about this gift and this opportunity. This is a big opportunity. I was pumped. I was ready. And I get up over here on stage, and I set down my iPad. And in the process of the copying and pasting into the program that I was going to preach from. It took all of the spaces and all of everything and just shrunk all of my notes down to one enormous paragraph. And so I'm just like. Uh, and so what ended up happening, I just ended up kind of standing up here and just reading my notes. I just read, like, I just read, just cooked through the whole thing and I was done in about 10 minutes. I was done in about 10 minutes. I felt like such a failure. I was so embarrassed. I, I could see the worship team like, like looking at me like I was telling them to come on, come on, come on. I'm, I'm almost done. Come on up. And they're all like, you know, they're looking at me like what the heck is going on? And so they came up or whatever. And I was so discouraged. But, but at the end, I had planned to, to kind of give a salvation call and so I, you know, well, I'm going to finish this out. You know, it's only been 10 minutes, but uh, so I, you know, I gave, the, gave this call of salvation and 11 people got saved. 11 people gave their hearts to the Lord. 
And it's just, a, it's just kind of a funny story, but it's a story that reminds us that your, you know, your failures and the, the, the mess ups that you make, even as a believer, even as a Christian, join the club, join the club. We make mess ups and failures all the time, but how many know that God is able to take those things that the devil meant for evil and he's able to turn them around. He's able to make some use out of them. He's able to do something good with them. And you might be here right now, Right now in this room, you might be here and you're feeling discouraged. Maybe you're here, you're feeling, you're, you're really going through it. Something's going on, maybe you messed up or you, you failed in some area or, or, or you know you did something that you shouldn't have done or maybe something didn't go the way that you thought it should have gone in that moment. I want you to hear me today. Hear me today. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged because as unpolished as you are, God is in, in the process of perfecting the gift that he's placed within you. He's taking this as an opportunity to perfect the gift that he has placed within you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says this. Paul says, says, but God said to me, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. And then Paul says this. He says, therefore, I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that the power of Christ might rest upon me. There is power in your mess ups. If you are willing to get back on your feet, if you are willing to get back out there, there's another show tonight. If you're willing to get back on that horse and run with it, God can do something powerful through you. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about today? You know what that means? It means that the process, the process might be a little bit uncomfortable. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but listen, if you want God's power, you gotta get God's polish. If you want his power, you gotta get his polish. If you want his gain, then you have to have some strain. If you want to succeed, then sometimes you're gonna bleed. That's the way that it works. Second Chronicles says this, it says, but you, take courage. Someone say, take courage. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Psalm 27 says this, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Again, wait for the Lord. Philippians 1.6, it says, I am sure of this. I love that. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Come on, what, what did we just say? We said that he is the, the, he is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He's the perfecter of the gift that's within us. Are you still with me this morning? All right, the other thing that's really interesting about the video clip that we just watched is the introduction of Mr. White. Mr. White, played by Tom Hanks himself. He puts himself in the movie. He plays Mr. White. And Mr. White is a manager. He's a big-time manager and executive with Playtone Records, the biggest record label out there It's in the movie. The biggest record label out there. And this part is so important because even though it was a missed opportunity, even though it was a missed opportunity, this guy, Mr. White, he wants to sign these boys to a major record deal and take them on tour, just like that. He wants to sign them to a record deal and he wants to take them on tour. And you think to yourself, how could this possibly, how could this guy possibly want to take these guys on tour? All he has ever seen them do is fail. He, this is the only show he's ever seen and all he's seen is their failure. How in the world could this guy possibly want to take these guys on tour? Or how about this? Let's ask it this way. 
Why would God want to use us, you and I, when we constantly fall short of his perfection? Why would he want to use us? Why would he want to use you? Why would he want to use me? I mess up all the time. You mess up all the time. It's okay to admit that. We are human beings. We mess up all the time. Why would God want to use us when we constantly fall short of his perfection? We, because we get so caught up in our, in our own imperfection and we get so upset at ourselves. But when we are in Christ, when God looks at us, he doesn't see the failure, he sees the gift. He doesn't see your failures. He doesn't see your mess ups. He sees the gift that he himself gave to you and that he himself is perfecting within you. So if you're here today and you're not walking in a relationship with the Lord and you're wondering, what does God think of me? What does God think when he looks at me? I'm gonna tell you what he thinks. He looks at you with the eyes of love. He looks at you with the eyes of love and he offers you that same free gift that the rest of us have also been given. He offers it to you today. He offers you that gift. This is the same gift of salvation. It's a gift of freedom. It's the gift that we're talking about this morning. He offers it to you and if you receive that gift, then when he sees you, he doesn't see you in the light of your failures and your mess ups or your past or your regrets. He only sees you through the lens of the gift that he himself has given to you. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean? It means that God doesn't wait for you and I to become perfect before he offers us his salvation. He does it while we are still stuck in our sin. He does it while we are still imperfect. When we're making mistakes, when we're messing up, when we're showing every day how imperfect we are, that's when God reaches in and says, I'm offering you this gift, a free gift of salvation from your sin. When God looks at us, he looks past our failures and our missed opportunities. He sees the potential of the gift and he says to us, come on board, let's go on tour. I've got big plans for you. I've got big plans for your life. And then it's in that moment that God starts to work on us. How many have been worked on by God? God starts to work on us. He starts to sharpen us. He starts to make us better. Remember, he's the perfecter of our faith. He's the perfecter. He shows us how to project this gift that he's given to us, to everyone around us and to this world. So in this movie, we see this guy, Mr. White. Mr. White starts working with these guys, with these boys. He starts teaching them how to be the best that they can be. He starts showing them how to perform and how to act and what to say and what to do. And he starts to show them how to be professional and how to be effective. He gets them new music gear and all the tools that they need to do the job. He gets them newer and bigger opportunities. He makes them a headliner on a nationwide tour. And then he flies them to sunny California, to Hollywood for a whole slew of new opportunities. He gets them in a major motion picture. He gets them in this major motion picture. It's, all, it's exciting. It's this major opportunity. They become the fastest rising band in the country. Super exciting. So I'm telling you, this movie's a lot of fun to watch. And in all of this, 
The fame of their song, that thing you do, just keeps on growing. It just keeps on growing. The fame of the gift that these boys have been given just keeps on growing. And then they get their biggest opportunity that they'll ever have. And that is, the, that is to play on national TV on the live television showcase. And in this next couple of clips, which I have to chop up because there's a lot to see, and, and, uh, but in this next couple of clips, we see how even in the midst of this incredible time of success, poor choices, egos, attitudes, and simple stupidity take what has been built and tear it apart. Go ahead and roll that clip. All right. So... You get to this movie and you're watching this film and it gets really exciting. These guys are just, everything is going right for these guys. And then this moment happens where there's this massive breakup and it really kind of kills the mood, kind of like it feels right now. <laughs> In the first service after this clip, I walked up and it felt like the whole, all the momentum that we had gotten up to that point just died. And it feels the same way right now. But this is what happens. So these guys, they have all this success, their biggest success yet. They play live on TV, just like the Beatles did on the Ed Sullivan Show. It's a massive, massive opportunity. And then this happens. And when I was putting this together, and, and this was the movie that I decided to use, the first thing that came to my mind was the parable of the sower. And I want to read it to you right now. When Jesus is talking and he says this, he says, a farmer, a farmer went out to sow some seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some of that seed fell along the path, and the birds came and they ate it up. And some of the seed fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil, and it, I couldn't agree more. When it sprang up, the seed sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. In verse 6 it says, but when the sun came up, the plants were just scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. And verse 7 says, other seed fell among the thorns, which grew and quickly choked out the plants. And in verse 8 it says, still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. And I couldn't help but think about this parable when I was, when I was thinking about this movie and, and how to use this movie in, 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 in a message. But this, is, this immediately came to my mind because it's a perfect parallel. It's a perfect parallel. Four guys, four different locations for the seed to land. You know, you, you start to think about it, you have the seed that fell on the path, and I attribute that to the bass player. What you find out earlier in the movie is that the bass player, he has to step out of the band because, because he has some prior commitments, some things that he already committed to that, oh, I'm not gonna be able to continue with you guys because I have this that I have to do. And it pulls him out of the band. It's like, it's like the seed that fell on the path and it was eaten by the birds. Then you have the rocky soil, the seed that fell on the rocky soil, and that's like Jimmy, the lead singer. And the Bible says that it fell on the rocky soil, and, and because there was, some, there was some earth there, it sprang up quickly, but it had no roots. The seed, had, the seed wasn't able to grow with any roots because it was shallow. And so as soon as times got tough, as soon as the sun came out, it just scorched the plant. And then it says that some of the seed fell among the thorns. And I kind of attribute that to Lenny, the, the lead guitar player, because Lenny just wants to party. He wants to take the money that he's made in the band and he wants to go party. He wants to go to Vegas and, he, and gamble and, and drink and party and he marries a Playboy bunny and then he divorces that Playboy bunny and all that kind of stuff. And he just wants to have a good time. It's like the seed that fell, on the thorn, fell among the thorns and the thorns just grow and choke it out, choke it out. But then you have 
the seed that falls on the good soil. And that is like this guy, Guy, the drummer. The seed falls on this good soil and he sticks it out all the way to the end. But even when everyone else falls away and you're kind of at this point in the movie and you're just totally depressed, you're like, dude, this is so sad. <laughs> this is so sad. You're kind of depressed for a minute and you're watching, but even when everything else falls apart for a multitude of reasons, Guy remains faithful to the mission. But even though it appears that Guy just lost everything, something incredible happens, and I'll show that in this last short clip. You know, throughout this whole movie, okay, throughout this whole movie, you, he you keep hearing Guy say these words, I am Spartacus. He says it throughout the movie, all the way from the beginning of the film. You keep hearing him say, I am Spartacus. He says it in almost every scene in one form or another. He says, I am Spartacus. And what you, what you begin to learn is that I am Spartacus is the title of a jazz song that he's been writing on the drums for years. He's been writing this song, he's been working on this song, he's been, he's been working hard to make this song, uh, you know, just to kind of to bring it about, but kind of by himself, he hasn't really been doing anything with it. But he keeps saying, I am Spartacus. It's the name of his song, I am Spartacus. And he keeps saying it over and over again. And there's a moment in one of that, in the last clip that we saw, where they're about to go on TV. And do you remember when Lenny looks back at, the, at Guy and he says, hey, how did we get here? And Guy looks at him and he says, I brought you here, sir, for I am Spartacus. And it's really, it kind of hit me because when Guy says that, he says something that's completely prophetic. It's like, a, it's like a prophecy and he doesn't even realize it. I led you here for I am Spartacus. I led you here for I am Spartacus. All that we have gone through, all that has happened with me as a drummer playing with this band, all that, all that has happened has led us to this point in the studio for I am Spartacus. This moment where one of his, one of his, one of his all-time heroes walks in, had just heard him playing his song, jamming on his song, I am Spartacus. And this guy comes in and says, hey, you're really good. Can I jam with you? And what ends up happening is that they jam together and they record it and it launches Guy on this whole new drumming music career. I led you here for your song, I am Spartacus kind of amazed me for a second. And what's crazy to me is this, this question that keeps kind of entering my head and, <clears throat> and that's this, what, what if everything in your life, everything, the ups, the downs, the good times, the failures, the mess ups, the breakups, what if all of it, what if all of it took place simply to lead you to this moment right now? What if all of it led you here for your song, I Am Spartacus? What if everything in your life led you to this very moment right now? Because you know there's a song inside of you. Do you know that? There is a song that is inside of you. And it might look like a variety of different things. But there is something within you that God wants you to get out. And all it needs is a place, a situation, a location where it can develop. What if everything led you to this moment for I am Spartacus? You know, one of our values here as a church is that you are important in God, God's plan. 
And it's important that you get out what's in your heart. Our pastor says it all the time. We want you to get out what's in your heart. Get out what's in your heart. I've been a part of Elevate for 10 years, 10 years at this church. And over and over again, I've watched people take what God has given to them and develop it right here. Develop it. Develop it right here. I've watched people with the gifts of photography, amazing gifts of photography and art and filmmaking and develop it right here. I've seen people with the gifts of BMX, bike riding and cooking and serving and develop it right here. I've seen people with the gifts of baking and teaching, teaching and music and writing and media and production and flowers and use those gifts and let God develop it right here. I've seen God use people with the gifts of computers. I've seen people with the gifts of building and fixing and designing, and they develop it right here. It's an amazing thing. I've watched people develop these gifts and talents right here and use those gifts to benefit the house of God. People that say, man, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's happening here, but I love it and I'm all in. Let me add my contribution. Let me take what I have to give and I wanna, I wanna add it to what's going on. Let me, let me back you up. Hey, I can do this, let me do this to help and develop their gift right here. This is a message that is, it's encouraging for those of us that know the Lord, but it's also geared towards people that don't know the Lord. This is a salvation message this morning. It's a salvation message. And I don't, I don't know everybody that's here in the room today, but I, wanna, I want you to know that God looks at you in the eyes of love, like we were speaking earlier. God looks, through, looks at you through the eyes of love, and God is offering you the same gift that he's given to the rest of us. It's the same gift of salvation, salvation from your sins, and salvation from the bondages of this world, and God's offering it to you today. What I wanna do right now is I wanna give an opportunity for you to accept this free gift of salvation. And everyone's eyes are open, everyone's heads are up, everyone sees, we're not gonna embarrass you or anything like that. But God is offering you today this gift. And you might be here and you don't know the Lord, you haven't been walking with the Lord. But God wants you to have this gift. He wants to give it to you and when you receive it, he wants to take that gift within you and begin to perfect it polish it, make it perfect within you, and turn you into what God has always called you to be. You weren't created by the world. You were created by the Creator. And when we try to live outside of that Creator, we're living incorrectly from the way that we were designed to live. We were designed to live in communication with God, in relationship with God and each other. And so God's offering you this gift today. And so we're gonna give an opportunity for you to receive that gift of salvation. And what we're gonna do is, we're just gonna simply pray a very simple prayer with you and God's gonna do a miracle in your life. So for anybody that's here this morning and you don't know the Lord, maybe you're not walking with the Lord, maybe you're hearing this and you're, man, man this sounds almost too good to be true. You're right, it's way too good to be true, but it's true. I've been walking for the Lord with the Lord for a long time, and it's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. So if you're here today, I wanna give you the opportunity, and I'm gonna say this, just 
answer the call. If you're feeling the tug on your heart today, I'm just asking you, raise up your hand. You'd say, I wanna receive that gift. Raise up that hand. I see that hand today. I see those hands back there today. Come on, raise your hand today. I wanna receive the gift of salvation. God's offering you that gift today. God's offering you that gift today. We got some honest people in here today. Another hand over here, praise the Lord. It's an honest answer. It's an honest, honest thing to say. I wanna receive that gift. I wanna see God perfect that gift in me. I wanna be what I've always been meant to be, what I was created to be. Anybody else in this place today? Anybody else this morning that wants to answer this call? Amen, Jesus, we love you in this place. So what we're gonna do is this. To everybody that raised your hand, go ahead and raise it up again, because I don't even know where everybody was. I said, people here, here, back there, there was someone, there was someone over there. And here's what we're gonna do. I wanna pray a simple prayer with you. We're not gonna embarrass you, but I want you to come meet me right here. We're just gonna pray this prayer together. Just come right up here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It always kind of, it almost chokes you up as the people of God when people make a decision. This is why we do this. This is why we do this. God's put the gift within us and we put it out there so that others can see that gift and say, I want that. I want that. This is the greatest decision of your life. Because I don't know if you know this, but God has been trying to get through to you. He's been trying to reach you. And everything in your life has led you to this moment right now where you are willing to say, God, I want to receive the gift. And God's already working on your heart. He's already doing something within you. It's on your face. He can, he, he, we can see it. God's doing something within you. What we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a simple prayer. These aren't magic words. This isn't some magic prayer. This is just a prayer from the heart. It's a prayer that comes from our heart where we say, God, I'm gonna receive this gift. I wanna receive your gift of salvation. So we're gonna pray it together. And God is gonna forgive you of your sins. God is gonna lead you in a new direction. And I wanna encourage you today, as you make this decision for the Lord, I wanna encourage you to plant yourself in the house of God where God can perfect this gift that he's given to you. So I want you to just lean in and I want you to pray this openly, audibly, let everyone hear it. We have all prayed this prayer too. We are all for you today. Go ahead and pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize my need for a savior. I've made failures, I've made mess ups. Life hasn't gone the way I want it to. But you're offering me a gift the gift of salvation, the forgiveness of my sins. And you died on a cross while I was still a sinner in order to give me this gift. And so I accept your gift. So Lord, do in me what you want to do with my life. Make me the person that you've always intended for me to be. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for my brother and my sister here today. Lord, I'm so grateful to you, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you use us to reach this world. And I'm so thankful, Lord, for the decision that was made this morning, Lord Jesus, by these two precious people. Lord, you look at them and you look at them with the eyes of love. And now, Lord, you look, you look through the lens of this gift. God, you no longer see the mistakes. You no longer see the mess ups. You no longer see what has what the what they've done in their life and their regrets. Now, Lord. Lord, when you look at them, you see the gift of salvation. You see what Jesus did on the cross. Lord, they are now covered. Lord, they are now forgiven. And Lord, I thank you for the miracle that has taken place within their lives. Lord, I pray, Lord, as they move forward, as they push forward in this gift, Lord, that you would perfect this gift. Lord, that you would make it in what, to what you've always wanted it to be. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, can we give the Lord some praise in this place today? Come on, this is the whole reason that we do this. Come on. We are no longer people just trying to get through this life. We're not jamming in the garage anymore. We are people on mission. And let me tell you something. Tonight at the, at the movie night in the amphitheater at 6 o'clock that we're all going to participate in, there are going to be some people that are new, people that don't know the Lord, people that were invited by families here. And I want us all to gather around those people and show them the love that God has given to us. We love you today. God bless you as you go from this place. We will see you again very soon. Take care. Amen.